for today's episode of Create Brevity, I want to talk about the movie Serendipity and what we can learn about conscious manifesting from watching um, this film. I'm your host, E-Director, I want to welcome you to another episode, and I want to thank you guys so much for giving me your time all these many months. So, let's get right to it. The movie Serendipity, um, it's an older movie. It came out, I want to say in the year 2000, maybe 2001. Um, and I remember watching it recently and it really hit me when I watched it again that this entire movie in and of itself is a great example of conscious manifesting and consequently of what happens when you continue to sort of resist your manifestation. Now, we had been talking about resistance, and we've been talking about manifesting mistakes for the past couple episodes, so I just felt that this movie would be a perfect example of that. Um, So, spoiler alert a little bit, um, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, if you have, then perfect. You probably know exactly what angle I'm coming at this from. But please hear me out, because I I do think that this is a nice little tie-in and a lovely little lesson to be learned. So in the film, you have two people. Um, They really meet by chance, and they have a a great connection to each other. Um, However, they sort of realize, you know, as they're going along, that they may have commitments elsewhere. So almost as if in a joke, right? The um, female lead, played by Kate Beckinsale, she decides to leave it up to fate, right? The universe, you know, serendipity. That's how they met. Let's see if fate will bring them back together again. So she writes her name on a book, on a random book, okay? And she sticks it, you know, in a random book store, you know, she, she basically lets fate take the book, you know? And if he can get it again, then they're meant to be. He writes his name and, and phone number on a $5 bill, and they do the same thing with it. They let fate take it. And um, if it comes back, they're meant to be, right? Now, as they're kind of coming back to each other, um, they're both on elevators, and they're supposed to meet at a floor. However they get, the floors get mixed up, and they subsequently do, are not able to meet, okay? And the truth is that they're both really disappointed by that. You know, Kate Beckinsale's character, she, you know, she wanted to leave it up to fate, but she was very, she's disappointed by it. She wanted to see him again, and she wanted to, to meet him on that floor. So, she and the male lead, played by John Cusack, They go their separate ways. They go their separate ways, but they never stop looking for each other. Okay? They spend years, you know, he's going through every single used bookstore in town, looking for that copy of Love in the Time of Cholera. She flips over every $5 bill that she ever gets in her hand. Okay? And yeah, they they move on with their lives. You know, they're with different people, you know, You could even say that they're happy, you know, at times, genuinely happy with those people, but they never really forget each other, and they don't forget their desire to be with each other. Um, 
and so it goes on. Now they reach a point in the film, kind of the nexus point, where they realize they have that itch for each other still, and they can't really, really move on with their lives until they deal with it. This sort of passive thing that they've been doing isn't working. So let's go big or go home, right? So she cut. She's currently living, you know, on the West Coast. She goes all the way back to New York City, and she starts looking for him. He, on the other hand, he starts looking for her. And once again, they don't meet up. You know, something gets in their way every single time where they're just unable to be in the, the right place at the right time. And as they're sort of facing the reality that they're just strangers to each other, that perhaps they don't mean the same things to each other, that maybe it is just fear of growing up, of getting older, they decide to let go. They decide to kind of give up on each other, just out of exhaustion almost. You know, the both of them are really, they realize they're not present for the other people in their lives because there's always a part of them that's looking for each other. There's a part of them that feels like if they were together, if they were with each other, they would be happier than where they are. And they decide that that's taken a huge toll on them and they don't want to do it anymore. So they let go. He shows up for his fiance. They have, you know, a nice rehearsal dinner. Okay. She's hanging out with her fiance. Okay, she's watching his band play. You know, she decides to head back to California. And that's when it cuts to John Cusack's character. You know, he's given up all hope. Cuts to him. His fiance says, You know what? I have been watching you look for this book at every single bookstore and I wanted to get you a first edition so here it is he opens it up and sure enough it's the book Love in the Time of Cholera right and in the corner is the name and the phone number of his serendipitous love and in the meantime Kate Beckinsale's character She's on an airplane, right? She realized she switched wallets with her best friend, okay? She's trying to buy a pair of headphones, opens it up, hands the flight attendant a $5 bill. And as the flight attendant is turning it, she looks at it really quickly, almost out of habit, you know? And she sees it right there, the name and the number of her serendipitous love. And subsequently, they are able to meet again. And they're able to have the relationship that they couldn't give up on. Now, the reason why I bring up this film, and the reason why I think it's such a good example of conscious manifesting, is because a lot of times, The reason why our goals and our dreams seem so far away to us, and I I talk to a lot of people where they really feel like they're they're banging their head against a door, and they don't know why 
it's not here yet. Why isn't it here yet? Well, am I doing something wrong? Did Does it not work for me? And I guess what I'm trying to tell you is the only person that can say whether it's working or not is you. And the more that you try, like what we discussed, the more you don't accept where you are right now, accept how it makes you feel, okay? And just trust that as you came together once before, so you will again, right? Just trust it. Then the harder it will feel. We had both spent years looking for each other. You know, looking for books, $5 bills. Not believing that the other person, right, was doing the same thing. Not really wanting to face how they were feeling. That the people they were with, that the situation they were with, that it, that wasn't their exact dream of life. But once they were able to face where they were, once they let go of each other and trusted that if it was meant to be, it would be that their universe, God, their higher consciousness, you know, whatever you want to call it, would bring them back together if it was meant to be, right? Or just that maybe they were wrong, but that's how they feel right now. And they're tired of looking. They're tired of this life. So they're just going to face their reality. Face the fact that they feel like maybe they failed each other. Maybe they failed themselves. But they're just going to focus on making themselves feel better. On letting go. On detaching. It popped up into their reality. Because that is the inspired action. A lot of times people think inspired action is this thing. It'll just come upon you. This idea. But inspired action to me has always been a sort of tingly sensation, right? Intuition, if you want to call it that. Something where you're not really thinking about it. You just end up right exactly where you're supposed to be. You end up trying to buy headphones with your friend's wallet. You end up getting a gift from your fiancé, right? So next time... You want to see what trying looks like, what resistance looks like, okay? I want you to pick up this film. It's a really, really nice film for the holidays, especially, you know, for the winter season, cozier times ahead, right? And I want you to watch it again, okay? And see these two characters resist and persist, see them let go, and see them consciously manifest. The 3D reality of their dreams. All right, guys. So that's our podcast for today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Um, you, as always, you can check out our website, createbrevery.com. We have a wonderful blog, and we do offer one-on-one coaching. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>